Welcome to the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast, season two, helping pilgrims get ready for their first pilgrimage walk on the Camino. With your host, Camino guide and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. Hi, this is Nancy, and I am delighted to welcome you to Season 2 of the You on the Camino podcast. After a two-month break, Happy New Year, by the way, I'm happy to be back with you as you plan and prepare to walk the Camino de Santiago, whether that's in Spain, Portugal, or France, or a combination of two or three of those, wherever you are headed. What questions are on your mind? What challenges are you up against as you get ready for your pilgrimage? If you've put together a Camino to-do list, what's on your list? Season one of this podcast was all about getting started. You hear about the Camino de Santiago and it sounds intriguing. And then what? How do you go from there to knowing if it's something you want to do, really, and then from there to taking your first steps on the trail. In season one, we answered the first round of questions that first-time pilgrims have when they first hear about the Camino. Questions like, what is the Camino? What does it mean to do the Camino? How long does it take? When is the best time to go? Who do I go with? How much will it cost? Where do I sleep and where do I find food? In season one, we also heard from other first-time pilgrims who are getting ready for their Camino walks, Grace and Amanda, who were headed to the Camino Portugues, Kathy and Abby, who were walking the Camino Frances, another Kathy who's going to walk the Camino del Norte in 2023, and our someday pilgrim, Kimberly, who isn't sure when or even if she will ever walk the Camino. I'm delighted to share with you that I've had the chance to talk with Kathy from Dallas, who walked the Frances route, and you're going to get to hear all about her walk. I'm also happy to share that I've lined up some more conversations with other first-time pilgrims who are heading to the trail this year, and we will hear their stories and join in their planning process. In this season, we're going to move from getting started into a more tactical mode and look at what I suspect are your next round of questions. How do I pack for a trip like this? What gear do I need? And how do I select the right gear? Do I need trekking poles, a sleeping bag, rain gear? How does the luggage transport service work? Do I need to train for this? And if yes, what, how, Uh, how much? I also want to spend some time on some softer, less tactical topics like how do I prepare emotionally for a journey like this? Many people call walking the Camino a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. If it's going to be that for you, how does that happen? How do you take your hopes and dreams and turn them into a life-changing experience. We have a lot of ground to cover. What is on your mind? 
What would you like to hear about? I've got a link in the notes for a short questionnaire. I would love to hear from you to hear what topics are most interesting and important to you as you prepare for your Camino walk. I'd also like to hear from you if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast. The Pilgrim Conversations from Season 1 were the most popular of all the episodes of the season. Will you share your story? We would spend about two hours total together talking about your pilgrimage and answering any questions you have. And then your episode would go live about a month after our conversation. You'll find the link to sign up in the notes for this episode. Now, let's get started. I'm going to kick off this season with a topic that comes up again and again in the Facebook Camino groups and on the online forums. It's one with lots of details and logistics and choices for how to do it. And I have so much information to share with you that I'm going to break this into two sub-episodes so you don't get buried in that information. So let's get this covered and demystify the luggage transport services on the Camino. You've probably heard pieces of information on this topic, but I bet you've been left with some questions. So in this episode, we're going to cover this topic from end to end. Here are some of the questions you might have. How does it work? What can I send with the transport services? Is it safe and secure? What company should I use? Do I have to book in advance or can I just wing it? Is it easy to set up or is it complicated? I don't speak Spanish, so how's that going to work? What if I have things I won't need while walking? What do I do with those? Well, we will cover all of that. And in fact, I'm going to share with you seven steps to using the luggage transport services. As I said, there's so much information on this topic to share with you that I'm dividing this episode into two parts. In this first part, I'll talk about how the luggage transport services work and their guidelines for sending bags along the Camino. Then I will introduce you to four of the luggage transport services and talk about the pros and cons of each. In the second part, I will walk you through the daily routine for sending your bag ahead and talk about what not to send in your transported bag or backpack. I will give you some creative ways to use these services, and I'll also share how to transport luggage all the way from Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port to Santiago. That's on the Camino Frances. Let's start by looking at why you might use the luggage transport services. Why wouldn't you just carry your backpack? Well, a lot of pilgrims do carry their backpacks. In fact, I would say probably most pilgrims carry their backpacks and carry everything they're going to need for their trip the whole way. There are some people, though, who aren't physically able to carry a backpack. And without these services, they wouldn't be able to walk the Camino. And some people just don't want to carry their backpack. Anyone can use the luggage transport services. And here's the thing. You don't need a reason. 
The Camino is physically taxing with or without carrying an additional 10 to 15% of your body weight in a backpack on your back. I've been using the luggage transport services since 2013 when I started leading groups on the Camino because I wanted to make sure I had some energy left over at the end of the day so I could carry on conversations with my pilgrims and be available if they needed anything. Before that, I carried my backpack every time for seven years worth of walks, and I'm so grateful that I did. I'll talk about why I'm grateful at the end of the second part of this two-part episode. But let's jump in and get to those seven steps. Step one is to know the system. How does this all work? Luggage transport services move your bag from place to place along the Camino, however far you are going to be walking each day. A stage could be 15 kilometers, 20 kilometers, or 25 kilometers, or more or less. The transport companies deliver bags to every village, town, and city along the various Camino routes where there are accommodations options. They deliver to hotels, hostales, pensions, guest houses, casa rurales, and most albergues or pilgrim hostels. There are a couple of exceptions to where they deliver. Specifically, they don't deliver to the municipal albergues in the Galicia region, which would be on the Camino Frances about from Osabrero onwards. The other exception are places booked on Airbnb and apartment rentals booked on Booking.com. See, in order for your bag to be delivered, there has to be someone at reception to open the door and receive the bag. Oftentimes, Airbnb places and apartment rentals don't have a reception desk. Instead, many will send you check-in instructions in advance, and you let yourself in using a keyless entry system. If you're booking places on Airbnb or if you're booking apartment rentals on Booking.com, be sure to ask your host if they are able to receive your bag and, if not, if they have an arrangement with another place where the bag can be dropped off by the driver and picked up by you. When you use a luggage transport service, you have to know which town, city, or village you're going to each day and where you'll be staying so you can notify the company where to deliver your bag. Do note that you don't have to have a reservation at the place you send your bag, but you probably will want to. And keep in mind that just because you send your bag someplace, that doesn't mean you have a reservation. They may or may not have a place for you when you get there. What do they transport? Well, most pilgrims will use a backpack to carry all their belongings, and the luggage transport services do transport backpacks. They also transport just about any other type of luggage, suitcases, duffel bags, day packs, even large shopping bags. Personally, I use a large wheeled duffel bag that has two handles that join together with a Velcro closure. I find this is easier to navigate than a suitcase when I'm on guest house and albergue stairs 
because I can hook my arm under the straps and heave the bag up the stairs. I find a suitcase to be a little unwieldy with just the handle on the side. The only real requirements for the type of bag are that everything has to be inside the bag, nothing attached to the outside that can become lost or damaged, and the bag has to be able to close securely. How heavy can the bag be? Well, there's some variation amongst the different companies, but in general, you can send bags weighing from 15 to 20 kilos. That's about 33 to 44 pounds. Most of the companies are flexible on those limits though, so if you go a little bit over, you don't need to worry. The one exception is the Correos, or Spanish Postal Service, whose website says that they are firm on their 15 kilo limit. If you go over that weight, their website says, you need to divide it into two bags. Based on my experience with this service, I suspect that in practice, they are somewhat flexible. Whichever type of luggage you use, be sure you can get it up a few flights of stairs yourself. Some places in Spain have elevators, but not all, and there are no porters or bellhops to help. You may find the occasional gracious host who will carry your backpack or suitcase up the stairs for you, but I think it's best not to assume this is the norm. Next, how much does it cost? The companies that transport bags charge a fee for each stage, and those fees range anywhere from four euros a stage at the low end up to eight euros at the high end. You can pay day by day as you go along on your journey, or you can pay in advance for your entire trip and then enter your stages online. I'll go into more details on that in a few minutes. You may be wondering when these services are available. Well, the luggage transport services, for example, on the Camino Frances start the beginning of April each year and go through the end of October with some variations on either side of those timeframes in some places. Service is also available during what's called the off-season months of November through March on the final 100 kilometers into Santiago, and that's the Saria to Santiago section. Are there services on all routes? Yes, almost. The luggage transport services are available on most of the main routes, such as the Frances, the Ingles, the Portuguese, the Del Norte, the Primitivo, the Sanabres, and the Fistera Musia route. Now, by this point, you may be wondering, is it safe? Is it secure? Yes, these services are safe and secure. And the occasional human error means that Sometimes, bags get misdirected. Less common is theft, but that also happens on occasion. But it's rare. For this reason, I recommend not transporting anything truly valuable or irreplaceable. And here are a few tips to keep track of your bag. This first one is for everyone. At the beginning of your trip, take a photo of your backpack or other luggage and keep that in your phone so if ever your bag goes missing, you've got some photos of what it looks like. Next, 
take a photo of the luggage tag or envelope that you put on your bag every day. So you can send it to the transport company along with a photo of your bag if necessary. Next, if your luggage can be locked, use a small luggage lock to secure your bag. Now, backpacks can't usually be locked because they close with just a drawstring, but suitcases and duffel bags can be locked. Be sure your luggage tag is clear and legible and the place names are spelled correctly. Have your name and contact information on an index card in an outside pocket of your bag where it's easy to find. If your bag gets lost, ask your host for assistance. Well, first of all, they speak Spanish and can talk to the other proprietors in the area or to the luggage transport service more easily perhaps than you can. Definitely more easily than I can. Proprietors are often connected via WhatsApp and your host can check around for your bag that way. And lastly, if you're really worried, consider using an Apple AirTag. So that's how it works. Let's look now at choosing your company. That's step two. There are several companies that deliver bags along the different Camino routes, and they all offer the same service, transporting your bag stage by stage, day by day, but in slightly different ways. Each company offers the options to reserve and pay for your entire trip in advance or to reserve and pay day by day as you go. Let's look at those two options. First, booking in advance. If you're using a tour company to book all of your accommodations for your Camino journey, that company will take care of booking your luggage transport service. The service will all be booked in advance and you will have a tag to attach to your luggage so the service can pick it up and deliver it each day. If you will be booking all of your accommodations in advance yourself and not using a tour company, you can also book your luggage transport service in advance for your entire trip. Each company works a little differently, but in general, you would go to the luggage transport company's website enter your starting and ending dates and starting and ending points, and the website will give you the cost estimate. Then you enter in all of your stages and where you will be staying, and you'll receive some kind of a label to print and attach to your bag. If you think you want to book in advance with your luggage transport, I recommend going to each of the company's websites to see how their system works. I'll give you some pros and cons on each of the companies in a moment so you have a general idea of where to start. And I'll put all of the websites in the notes for this episode. Now let's talk about booking day by day. If you didn't want to book your luggage transport in advance and instead wanted to leave yourself some flexibility, you could book your luggage transport day by day, reserving and paying each day as you move along the trail. This is the best option if you're not going to be booking all of your accommodations in advance before you leave home. Personally, I also think it's the best option if you are booking accommodations in advance, as this allows you to remain flexible if your timing or itinerary were to change. 
One interesting fact about booking day to day is that sometimes the fee is lower than booking all of your stages in advance, and sometimes it's higher. Let's look at each of the companies and see how that plays out. Here are four of the luggage transport companies. The first one is Correos. This is the Spanish Postal Service, which got into the luggage transport business a few years back. Correos offers both book the entire trip and book day by day options, both of which are easy to arrange on their website. The most expensive way to use the Correos service is to book and pay day by day. That will cost you eight euros a stage. If you're able to book multiple stages at a time, you may be able to save up to half of that. Here's how. If, for example, you book Correos to transport your bag from Roncesvalles on the Camino Frances to Santiago de Compostela, and you prepay the entire way, the current cost is €174.85. That covers however many stages or days it takes you to walk the route. So that means that if you take 30 days and divide €174.85 by 30, that comes out to €6 a day. If you take 35 days, same price, more stages, it comes out to €5 a stage. If you take 42 days, the cost per stage goes down to €4 per day. Once you pay, the website walks you through booking your stages. If you have booked your accommodations in advance, you can enter in your entire itinerary, print your label, and attach the tag to your bag on the first day on the trail. The label serves as a tracking mechanism, and their website says you'll receive an email when your bag is picked up and dropped off each day. Now, if you won't be booking your accommodations in advance, no problem. You can still pay in advance, print your luggage label, and then once you get to the trail, you can enter your daily destinations as you go. It's a well-thought-out system, but I did find one glitch. Maybe they've resolved it, but when I used Correos on the Camino Inglés in spring 2022, I entered in all of my stages and accommodations before I started walking. When I needed to change one of my stages, I found I couldn't do it on the website. Instead, I had to send an email to the customer service people and wait for a confirmation. It's just a little inconvenient. My conclusion is that it would be better not to enter in all the stages and accommodations in advance, but rather to do it a few days at a time. You would still pay in advance and print your luggage tag, but wait to enter where you're going. And one limitation, Correos doesn't pick up in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, which is located in France. It's not a problem, though, because you can easily use the next company I'm going to talk about. Correos does an excellent job of explaining their services on their website in 10 different languages, including Korean. I'll put that website in the notes. The next company is called Express Co. There are a couple of companies that pick up in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, and Express Co. is my favorite. They have an office on the main picturesque cobblestone street in the center of Saint-Jean, 
a couple doors down from the Pilgrim's office. They have English-speaking staff on site, and their hours are posted on the door. Don't worry if you can't get there during their business hours, though, as you can either book their services online or your host at your accommodations will assist you in getting set up. Easy. Expressbury Co. is a very reliable service with an excellent reputation. In addition to luggage transport, they also transport people. They run an airport pickup service to the airport in Biarritz, and they shuttle pilgrims up and down the mountain between Saint-Jean and where the Camino leaves the road at the Thibault Cross. So that means they have stops at Refuge Orison and at the Statue of the Virgin Mary and where the trail leaves the road. And finally, Expressbury Co. transport bags from Saint-Jean to Santiago for pickup at the end of your walk, which I'll talk about soon. Express Brutico's service is the most expensive of all the carriers at eight euros a stage, and that's even for the short first day walk to Refuge Orson or Albert's Borda. But you won't be paying that fee for more than one or two days, as their service ends once you get inside Spain. Then you switch to another service, such as Hakotrans. The Express Brutico website is full of helpful information. So check that website in the notes. So next, Hakotrans. It's spelled J-O-C-O-T-R-A-N-S. So you might hear it pronounced Jocotrans, Hakotrans, or Yakotrans. I'm not really sure which is the correct pronunciation. The J in Spanish is often pronounced like an H, as in jalapeno. So I'm going to call it Hakotrans. Hakotrans is the highest volume carrier on the Camino Frances and also the most affordable of the day-to-day book-as-you-go options. In high season, Hakotrans moves up to 150 bags per stage per day, and it's likely you'll see their vans zipping around the towns and villages as you make your way to your destination each day. Hakotrans charges 5 euros a stage from Roncesvalles to Saria and then 4 euros a stage from Saria to Santiago if you book day by day and pay in cash. Curiously, from what I could see on the website, if you want to book Hakotrans in advance on the website, you'll pay 7 euros a stage. For that reason, and because I found their website to be a little wonky, and very light on useful information, I prefer to go day by day with them. If you do use their website, you'll find it is available in English, French, Italian, and of course Spanish. Hakotran strategically divides the Camino into regions, and each region is managed by a different person. One of my favorite things about this company is that you book each day easily and conveniently with using WhatsApp, and you can get to know the people behind the messaging by name, Juanjo, Eduardo, and Barbara, Luis Angel, and Jose Luis. Another thing I like about Hakotrans is that they don't seem to be too particular about the stated weight limit of 15 kilos, which is the lowest of all the companies. 
I'll put their website in the notes as well. The final company I want to talk about is Camino Facile, which means the easy way. This company is widely used by the tour companies that book accommodations and luggage transport in advance for pilgrims. They have a really good reputation too and state on their website that they are flexible with their 20 kilo weight limit. If you're handling your own accommodations booking, you can book Camino Facile online in advance for your entire trip or day by day. Their prices are on the high end, starting at €7.50 to €8 a stage, and they do pick up in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port. You can learn more and try out their stage-by-stage booking system on their website, which is available in English, French, German, and Spanish. And again, that website is in the notes. Is that it? No, there are a few more companies that transport luggage along the Camino Frances and others that service the other routes, like the Camino Portugues. What you would do is just check at reception where you're staying for the luggage tags for all the available companies. Now that you have an idea of what each of the luggage transport companies offer and the guidelines for using their services, we'll take a break here. When you're ready, jump over to the second part of this week's episode to learn what you will need to do each day to send your bag or backpack ahead. We will also look at what not to send with these services and also how to lighten up your load if you find you have too much stuff or if you've brought along things you won't need while walking the trail. I'll see you in a few minutes.